Okay, so we don't have any would you rathers today. So instead, AJ, I'd like to ask, how are you doing? <laughs> Not too bad. Um, little stressed. Little stressed? Why stressed? Trying to sell the house and buy a new one. Mm-hmm. Is it just no se- or no buyers? No, it's not that. It's we're we're still trying to get the house ready, but we're also at the same time trying to get the process somewhat going of buying the next house because we don't want to be living at my mom's house for too long. Do you have a buyer lined up for your house? No, not yet. Okay. We we haven't actually started the process of buying. We're just kind of getting the ball rolling. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I I get that because I'm starting to look towards a house and I'm starting to, we still need to go to a bank to see what we can afford, but. I mean, hell, if you can find something that's 700 bucks a month right now, hell yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to talk about homes with you is how do you feel about living in the woods? Really bother me. I get that. Me and AJ both grew up in the same area, small little town. A lot of back roads, a lot of dirt roads, a lot of homes having an acre or more of land and a lot of it being with trees. Now, there are some areas that people don't like to live in the woods because there are scary things in those woods. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we actually don't have... In Missouri, we don't have a cryptid in Missouri. You know what I'm talking about? No shit. We don't really have sightings of anything in Missouri. Oh, we're fucking boring. Yeah, we are. I think the closest thing to a cryptid we have is, do you remember the, um, where, I don't remember where it is, but it's called, uh, the ghost light? Oh, yeah. It's in Joplin? I think it's out in, I I thought it was in Seneca. Seneca? Uh, Joplin and Seneca are fairly close to each other, but I re- you, you remember that, right? Oh, yeah. How would you feel if instead of it being just a ghost light, that it was, per se, something a lot more physical? Um, I guess it depends. Now, I could tell you, I wouldn't give a shit if someone was like, yeah, we saw Bigfoot in your yard. I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. But if someone was like, hey, you know, I saw a Wendigo in your yard, I'm putting that shit up for sale. (laughs) I'm moving. I ain't fucking around. Let me tell you, we talked about this. I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or if you and me talked about it separately. I think we talked about it separately. There was something, a documentary that you brought up called Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Now, I've seen a little bit about Skinwalker Ranch on a Ghost Adventures episode where they investigated Skinwalker Ranch. Um, So I set out today to do a little bit of research, and what I'm going to do today is the Wendigo. Now, let me tell you, there is a difference between the Wendigo and the Skinwalker, because they are pretty similar in people's minds. I guess you could say kind of like you say one, but everyone kind of thinks of the same thing. You say one or the other, and they kind of think it's the same thing. It is not actually the same thing. Uh, But today, I'm going to be talking about the Wendigo specifically. Tweet? Fucking excited, honestly. Yeah, see, I think we're going to be talking a lot about this. I feel like you are more interested in the Skinwalker, right? I am, but I also don't know a whole lot about Wendigos. Okay. Um, have you ever seen or played Until Dawn? I have not. Okay. Until Dawn is a video game that was released on PC and PS4, I think. And it's basically a horror game of a group of teenagers. Uh, one of their parents has like this big fucking cabin up in the mountains and something like that. And they go up there. However, there are Wendigos up there due to a mining accident where a cave-in caused certain actions to happen. So basically, 
let me give you a little information about the Wendigo. They are historically associated with murder, greed, and cultural taboos. They're known by several names, the Wendigo, the Wetiko, the Wetiko, and Wetigo. Each of them roughly translates to the evil spirit that devours mankind. Um, and a, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> a reason for someone becoming a kind of a well-known reason is that they are humans that eat other humans, which is that taboo that I was talking about. Cannibalism, basically. Now, So Wendigos are former people? Yes. Now it does... Like, like zombies? No. Mm-mm. So actually, let me put it this way. The Wendigo is actually a spirit. However, whenever you do certain taboos like cannibalism, that Wendigo spirit can then enter and possess you. And whenever okay. you become possessed, you change. You're no longer human. And uh, that's what happened in this video game, is that Kaven caused these miners to eat each other. And so there's like six Wendigos running around the game due to that. Wendigos are, for the most part, immortal. They can be killed, but I do not think they starve to death. However, I might be wrong about that. At least in this game, it's been years since the mining accident, and they're still running around with little to no humans up in that area. Now, Do they only eat humans, or...? I think so, because, well, you know, I've got some, I've got some stuff in the future. Um, so let me go ahead and give a short description that, of the Wendigo, and that is cultures. So basically, the Wendigo is actually a Indian uh, mythos, Indian cryptid. Um, so many different Indian nations, tribes. I don't exactly know how to categorize them. Uh, so sorry if I offend anyone for that, but I'm just going to call them cultures for the rest of this video. So many cultures define them as giants, being several times larger than men. So before I get into the bread and butter of this, I would like to tell you about skinwalkers and just a short paragraph or two. Um, skinwalkers are from the Navajo tribe. I'm sure you've heard of Navajo. Yes. I don't know where the Navajo tribe is from, but I know that they are a fairly prominent tribe, at least from the area that we came that we came from. Like I've heard of them. I heard of them growing up, you know. So I assume that they were at least in our area, or at least close to our area. But, I was thinking, or well, I could be one hundred percent wrong on this, but for some reason, the west northwest uh, is just ringing in my head. Hmm. I could be 100% wrong, though. Navajo Nation. Arizona. Arizona and New oh, Mexico. way off. <laughs> you were close with West, but not North. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was wrong, too, because, you know, Arizona is not near us. Uh, so, in Arizona, the Navajo tribe... Basically, in their culture, they kind of established the Skinwalker, right? And that was a name that we have given it. In the Navajo language, it is called Yi Naldushi, which translates to walks on all fours. And oh, that's fucking creepy. I know, right? It's So, in the game, at least, Wendigos have... In the Until Dawn game, Wendigos have arms as long as their legs. They kind of, they don't really walk, or let me say, they don't walk on all fours, but they crouch and their arms touch the ground, if that makes sense. Um, mm. <laughs> so they just have really long arms. So there's like another similarity. Uh, but anyways, the... Pueblo people, Apache, and Hopi also have their own legends involving the Skinwalkers. Some traditions believe that Skinwalkers are born of a medicine man 
who abuses magic for evil. They are then given mythical powers that vary from tradition to tradition, but all traditions mention the ability to turn into or possess an animal or person. Other traditions believe a man, woman, or child can become a skinwalker should they commit a deeply evil crime. Now, I don't know if cannibalism falls under this deeply evil crime, but the main difference between the two is that the Wendigo is a singular being, whereas the Skinwalker can change shape or forms. I do remember um, reading up a little bit on Skinwalkers and seeing a story where a Wendigo was once described as a wolf that was three times the size of a man. And it just shrugged bullets off. Like, just ate them. Didn't matter at all. So they are different. They're two different things. And I want to talk about the Wendigo first. Mostly because I guess I have more experience with them. Um, I'm definitely going to do Skinwalkers next. So be excited about that. But before I do the Skinwalkers, I think I want to watch that documentary... And I want to watch uh, that Ghost Adventures episode again where they investigated the ranch. So I can have kind of as much information as possible off of video. And then I'll do more research on to more tradition versions of the Skinwalker. So maybe, maybe I'll uh, give a description and then we can talk about what we saw in that documentary, if you remember it very well. Do you remember it at all? Uh, Very little. I think I've only seen, like, up to episode three, maybe. Four. Oh, so it's not one documentary? Oh, no, it's like a... Uh, I want to say there's, like, ten episodes. Ten episodes, and it's Hour where? long each. Netflix. Netflix, okay. I'll watch an episode tonight, but... So that'll be next week, guys, if you're interested in Skinwalkers at all. Stick around for that. But now, so we know the difference between them, right? Right. Okay, cool. So, a Skinwalker is basically a witch or an evil person that abuses magic or commits a deep-seated crime. And a uh, Wendigo is someone that commits certain taboos, mostly uh, cannibalism, that are also associated with murder and greed and in greed and murder come in further in this story i actually have a short story that i'm going to tell at the end of this let me tell you it's very hard to actually find a good story about wendigos uh they're either 20 pages long or they're just terrible like just not good <laughs> stories just creepypastas uh, after that yeah so <laughs> Uh, so I managed to find two different stories, and they were each about the same length, so I just decided to pick one, and I have that at the end of this. But before I tell that story, let's go ahead and talk some more about Wendigos. So, okay. as I said earlier, right, you remember how I mentioned their spirits? Yeah. Once certain conditions, like that we talked about earlier, like cannibalism being a main one, are met, the Wendigo spirit possesses the person, and then they are transformed into a Wendigo. Now, the Algonian legend describes the creatures as a giant with a heart of ice. It is thought to be entirely made of ice. Its body is skeletal, deformed with missing lips and toes. And there's a lot of differences in different depictions of Wendigos, but one thing that really remains the same is long skinny limbs with out lips like they generally do not have lips don't know why <laughs> okay and the ojibwa tribe describe it as a large creature tall as a tree with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth its breath was a strange hiss its footprints tracked blood it ate any man woman or child that ventured into its territory and those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the Wendigo chooses to possess a person instead, and then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those he had once loved and feasted upon their flesh. 
So you mm. can be, yeah. I guess in this culture, they said that the Wendigo can choose to possess someone, even if they do not commit those taboos, those bad actions. But mainly, according to legends, the Wendigo is created whenever a human resorts to cannibalism, which in the past occurred more often with Indians and settlers because they found themselves stranded in bitter snows and ice in northern woods. Sometimes stranded for days, the survivors might have felt compelled to cannibalize the dead to survive. Other versions of the legend cite that humans who displayed extreme greed, gluttony, and excess might also be possessed by a Wendigo. It's, let me put it this way, Wendigos are very snowy, if that makes sense. Wendigos are cold. Skinwalkers okay. are not cold. Okay. Um, Wendigos came about basically due to Indians and early settlers in, in America and North America. Uh, it basically got screwed over by a really bad winter. Now, there's actually a disease, which I don't know if it was named after the Wendigos or if the Wendigos got their name from this disease. I don't have it in my notes because it was a lot of information, but it was called Wendigo psychosis. And in the disease Wendigo psychosis, instead of becoming a Wendigo, you are literally just a human that has a craving for flesh. Now, usually this was due to the same conditions. Um, there is actually a story I think, do I have it in here? I think I might have it in here, uh, but I could be wrong. So without just skipping over it, there was a story in which a native man, his family had died due to the snow and he ate them to survive. And it drove him crazy, so crazy to where they said the only way he was cured was death. So they hung him for what he did. Um, yeah. Which you know that's that rough. I wouldn't really say that's just because of the eating people, probably more because of who he ate, because that would really yeah. suck. Yeah. Okay, so I like this one a lot. It's from 1661. It's a Jesuit relations document. And it said, What caused us greater concern was the intelligence that met us upon entering the lake, namely the men deputed by our conductor to summon the nations to the North Sea and assigning them a rendezvous where they were to await our coming had met their death in the previous winter in a very strange manner. These poor men, according to the report given to us, were seized with an ailment unknown to us, but not unusual among the people we were seeking. Uh, so this is known as a very early recount of Wendigo psychosis. Now, to the settlers that had just moved in, this was unheard of. But to the natives that had already lived on this land, it was not, because they had to deal with these harsh winters so often. It became a normal mm -hmm. thing. But to the settlers, it was brand new, and they never heard of it before. Now, apparently, they were afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but have a combination of these diseases which affects their imaginations and causes them more than canine hunger. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they would pounce upon women, children, and men like werewolves. By the way, um, at least for England, UK, that area, I guess werewolves is like their main cryptid. At least back then, they were scared of those shits. Like, that was a big thing I learned while researching this, researching cryptids in general, was that the people that came over to settle America were scared of werewolves. Uh, I guess that was a big thing from where they came, but... So maybe I'll do, like, you know, an episode on werewolves. Uh, I kind of like talking about stuff that happened way, way long ago. I think that's always cool to talk about. Yeah. Okay, so, they devoured the men, women, and children voraciously without being able to appease their appetite, ever seeking 
more flesh. The more greedy they were, the more they ate. The ailment attacked our deputies, and as death is the sole remedy upon these people, they were slain in order to stay the course of their madness. So apparently, in this story, at least what I think I'm getting is that these settlers came over to America, or North America, wherever it happens to be, and they were attacked, and their deputies were eaten, literally eaten by other people because they had this disease. And they didn't know what it was called, they didn't give it a name, but they said that there was nothing they could do to stop this. They would just keep trying to eat people. So they thought, oh, I know how to fix this, and they killed them. They thought that was the only thing they could do. There was no way to stop them from not trying to eat other people. Okay. <laughs> Sound interesting? Having fun fucking, yet? Fucking lock them up. Just... <laughs> I don't understand whether first first thought is to just kill them. They might have locked them up. They might have tried to feed them as well, but they would never eat the food because they had a literal Wendigo psychosis, which I think is considered a mental disease. Um, maybe it's one of those things where, like, uh, you know how sometimes people with depression say that food doesn't taste good anymore? And, like, they lose a lot of weight because, like, food just does not taste good. Maybe it's the same concept with this. No, uh, I'm not going to lie. I haven't been around depression a whole lot, so I didn't know that that's how people with depression felt with food. That's how mine worked. Okay. little backstory for y'all. I survived, but <laughs> that's how mine you, worked. Dude? Yeah, I in college, I think I lost 30 pounds in a month. And my doctor, Man. I went to the doctor, and my doctor said, you need to eat, otherwise your body is going to slowly die. I just, nothing tasted good. In my own personal opinion, it just, nothing was good. So I just didn't eat. Um, and I lost a lot of weight. So, speaking from personal experience at least, maybe that could have been the same, the same thing. Uh, maybe normal yeah. food was not uh how would you put appetizing anymore it's yeah. really messed up to think that normal food no longer good but you know what is good the flesh of children no one clipped that <laughs> uh, someone's going to join the clip. discord and that's like the first thing they post it's just a voice clip yeah me going you know what is good the flesh of children love that shit okay um so unlike other carnivores, the Wendigo doesn't rely on pursuing its prey. So you know how humans are technically like the best predator on Earth because we can just outwalk everything? What do you mean by outwalk everything? So, for example, humans are persistent predators. Where we right. are predators of persistence. We're not like a tiger, which relies on stealth and short bursts of energy. That's what they're built for. Humans are built for long distance. We can walk miles and miles and miles, and other animals just can't do that kind of thing. Uh, that's how, actually, I think they say that like prehistoric times, we basically survived whenever we got out of the gathering stage. We crafted spears. We would find a mammoth. We would attack it and it would run away and we would just walk after it and it would take days but at the end of like three days it can no longer keep up and we just kill it that's i think that's the way that they said that we used to hunt in that time period <laughs> so you can kind of think of a wendigo akin to that however they don't really just keep pursuing uh sorry i used the word akin wronger uh wrong so instead of persistently pursuing its prey, it has the ability to mimic human voices. The fuck? Yes, it can mimic human voices. And one of the ways in a lot of the creepypastas um, that you would hear of Wendigos, or at least the sign of a Wendigo, 
is the sound of a human voice out in the middle of the woods, usually sounding distressed, asking for help, other sorts of things. And humans, like, by nature, are pack creatures. That is how Wendigos, for the most part, would hunt us, is due to the fact that we are pack creatures. If we hear yeah. someone that's in trouble, we're going to want to go help. Right. Um, so they would mimic human voices. They would lure people and draw them away from civilization, away from safety, into the woods where they're by themselves. And then, once they're isolated, they would attack and kill uh, humans. Now, the Algonian people say that during the 20th century, a large number of their people went missing. The tribes attributed many of the mysterious disappearances to the Wendigo, in which the Wendigo got a nickname, calling him the Spirit of Lonely Places. Now, according to this culture, the more it devours, the larger it grows, and it can never find enough food to satisfy its hunger. In the mythologies of several native, uh, sorry, American nations, the Wendigo can revive if you don't destroy its body entirely. So fire was the best way to kill a Wendigo. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, and I think in Until Dawn, that is the way that most of the Wendigos are killed, is through the use of fire. Um, some natives from cultures where the Wendigo wasn't part of their mythology don't like to talk about it and won't say or write the name because they believe that even thinking about it can lead to possession. I'm fucked. That's my main <laughs> takeaway from that. Yeah. Okay, so that is what I have written down for the background of the Wendigo. Uh, okay. Any questions? I don't think so. Anything you want to kind of state? Like, wow, I would really hate to be up in a fucking ski lodge going outside and at night and then hearing the sound of a little girl calling out for help. That's probably a yeah, Wendigo. That'd be creepy as fuck. But I'm not going to lie. I think... I would hunt one. Not by myself. Of course, I'd never. <laughs> <laughs> Not by myself, but I think I would want to hunt one. So, yeah, I would agree. If these were real, there would definitely be parties of like 15... Uh, no, I live in Missouri, so I can say this and no one can get pissed at me. But like 15 hillbillies with like shotguns, flamethrowers, homemade of course. and Oh, that dude with the uh, dozer? Oh, the killdozer guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they would just start taking trees down, looking for it. They would definitely... Uh, you know, maybe they don't exist anymore because of that. Maybe, maybe we already wiped them out. But there are actually um, still apparent sightings of the Wendigo to this day. Uh, usually yeah. in northern parts of America and a lot in Canada, supposedly. There's... Actually, I think mainly most of them are in Canada. Wow. So, I have a story. It's going to be around two pages long, and I will read it word for word. I want to just reiterate that I couldn't really find a good story. Most of the good stories I found were like eight pages to like 20 pages long, and I'm not going to do that, so... <laughs> Um, I'll go ahead and start out. And it starts by saying, In this weather, you must keep everything covered. The old man, following his own advice, was swathed in head to toe in scarves, jackets, and gloves. He was so swaddled he looked like a tick. The single exposed finger can snap off like a twig after half an hour or more. I once saw a man spit, only to have it freeze to his tongue. Now, I don't think we've ever... Have we ever had winters that cold? No. No. <laughs> we had that one big ice storm in like 2006 or whatever, 2003. But that wasn't even that bad. I think it was Look. eight. Was it eight? I think so. Man, I honestly don't remember. I remember stuff that happened. Like, I remember going outside covered in snow and starting a generator and, you know, that kind of shit, putting gas yeah. in it, but... I remember seeing the power lines downed. 
And Hell I remember yeah. no school for like two weeks. That was the best oh, part. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. So they thought this was probably a speech formulated for maximum effect on Taurus. The family with him oohed in all the right places. Keith looked out the tram window. Once they hit the summit, Keith was going to show a uh, snowshoe up to the hunter's large uh, lodge and would sadly miss the rest of his spiel. The old man hunkered down. It was harder to hear him over the wind. His voice had whispery dry quality like crunchy leaves. You know, the Algonians had a name for a cold like this. Windigo, he said. The tram rocked in the wind. The family leaned forward. A mom, a dad, two kids, and a toddler. Sometimes hunters would get stranded in the snow, had to take up in a cave. Sometimes they would be there for weeks. Sometimes they'd have to do the necessary thing. Now, do you have a guess at what the necessary thing could be, AJ? Gotta eat something. They gotta eat something. I wonder what it could be if they can't get out and hunt. Mm-hmm. Their foot. No. <laughs> The other guy. Do you think you would eat your own foot to survive? If I had to, I would. I think I would rather eat someone else before I eat my own body. I would stick it out there in the cold, wait 30 minutes, and tear it off like a twig. Yeah. Build me a fire and cook. Stick your finger out, according to that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Snap him off. (laughs) But then he said, that wasn't it. Eating others did something to you. Made you wrong. You survived, but at a pretty price. Say you stumble back into a village after weeks in a cave, frostbite at your feet. You're missing your fingers. You didn't wear a scarf, so most likely your lip and nose would be gone too. That reminds me of what I talked about earlier when I said that most depictions of Wendigos all share the similar quality that they don't have lips. Probably because the body was frostbitten by the time that they decided to eat another. That makes sense to me, at least. Yeah. So the father said, Is this a story for children? The old man laughed. They might as well hear it and know what's in wait for them if they stray. You see, the braves that came down out of the mountains went a little mad. When the heat of summer came, they would flee up to the snow line where there was cold all year round, and they'd hunt their friends and family just like you'd stalk a deer. Their skin would blacken and they'd go numb to any uh, any pain. The family sat in silence and the old man shook himself. But I'm talking through my hat here. When we get to Veller's Hook, I'll show you where that surveyor team took a wrong turn and got stranded. Keith spoke up for the first time and said, Veller's Hook, ain't that impossible this time of year? The old man spoke condescendingly. It's all sorted. You'd ask at the lodge. And he spoke back and said, The hell does sorting have to do with anything? The trails are under four feet of snow, and you couldn't see where the cliffside ended. The old man remained insistent and said, Ask at the lodge. They know me. Hell, I've been given tours longer than you've been upright. The family looked uneasy due to their fighting. Keith was about to say something else, but the tram creaked to a stop. The old man ushered them out first, reassuring them, telling them to pay no mind to the know-it-all. Keith watched them grow small down the trail, their bright snowsuits trailing after the gray old man. Bart was manning the door when he came in. Keith dropped his gloves and stripped off his hat. Which one of you idiots is given tours in this weather? The sky could get the sky could go at any second. Bart looked genuinely surprised. What tour? And Keith spoke back and said, That old blowhard giving tours and talking about the Wendigo talks up some Donner party shit. But Bart shook his head. Keith, I'm telling the truth. There hasn't been a tour here in 20 years. Not in all of my service. Keith got a few of the guys together and set out. The weather wasn't bad, but threatened to get worse. Every step they took sank into the powder. By the time they sighted uh, where the family were, their mustaches had frozen. They hollered ahead of them, and someone hollered back. Guess they're still alive, Bart said. Up the hook, their storm lantern hit on a bright bundles arranged in a neat semicircle around a gray pile. You folks need a hand, he asked. He put a hand on the nearest shoulder. The cold made him clumsy, and he knocked it. The clothes fell empty. 
Shit, Bart said. Keith went through, knocking them over. The piles were arranged neat, like their owners had just vanished right out of the clothes. The old man had left layers and layers of wool. It didn't look like it had ever held a human being inside. The hell do we do now? Bart asked Keith. Where'd they go? And then the lantern blew out. And that's the end of that story. Oh, they dead. Oh, they're dead. <laughs> so now, there's not really an explanation for this. And I feel like I was a little confused at first. But what I think happens is I think that the family was tricked by a Wendigo, lured out by the old man, and then promptly fucking eaten. Oh, yeah. At least that's what I think happened. I'm not 100% sure. But that would kind of mean that, at least if this story was true, that Wendigos can do a whole hell of a lot more than, like, mimic human voices. They can even mimic maybe their past selves or other humans. Unless Keith was one of those hunters that got stuck and resorted to eating people. And so then he had a craving for flesh and he was giving tours to unsuspecting tourists. And then he took them into the mountains, killed and ate them. So he's a Wendigo. So either, either he's possessed by one and hasn't changed yet, or he's probably going to become one. But yeah, I think he would be a Wendigo. Probably. The other story that was about that long was about a hunter who was looking to go hunting in a specific part of the woods, but no one would take him hunting except for this Indian man uh, who desperately needed money, as the story went. And during the first day of, I think it was like a three-day hunting trip, uh he started to hear the Indian na uh, the Indian man's name being called, like, from everywhere. And apparently, the Indian guy was just sitting there shaking his head, rocking back and forth, until suddenly he just took off and started running. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah, and uh, he ended up finding the guy in the middle of a lake that was iced over. So he walked out on top of the lake and found the Indian guy there shaking. And whenever he found him, he, oh, I don't remember if it said he like shook him or if he went around and like, like tried to get him up. But the main portion of the story was that whenever he did that to that Indian man, uh, his feet had turned to ash. Now, that doesn't make sense to me. However, apparently in the tradition from probably the tribe or culture or whatever it had to be, um, the Wendigo in their mythos was said to run people until their feet turned to ash. So you can think of it as to where the Wendigo would stalk humans, and those humans in an attempt to get away would run so far without stopping that their feet would turn to ash. And then there was like, you know, another portion where like the hunter got away and then he comes back to the town and there's the Indian guy and yada yada. Everyone was screaming because apparently his head became ash. It was weird. I won't <laughs> lie. I didn't get it. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, like I said, it's very hard to find a decent story it's not super long. These stories were like two pages longs each. Um, two pages is not a very long time to put an entire story in uh, yeah. and give a lot of backstory, especially whenever you're talking about multiple characters. Uh, so I just went ahead and spoke on this one because it talks about and at least circles back to some things that we talked about earlier which is people who would get stranded in the cold would have to eat other people to survive, and then, bam, they have a craving for flesh, which is what I think happened to that old man. The other one had 
like literally nothing like that. So I wanted to talk about something that I found that related more towards the history and what we have talked about today. So story was kind of a little, eh, you know, I hope some people will enjoy it. I enjoyed it, but I'm also not a good storyteller. So don't blame me. That was pretty good. Thank you. Um, I'm not a huge fan of reading things word for word unless it is literal history or descriptions. Uh, yeah. But it's hard to do a story like that in my own words. Um, I'm not super duper creative, so I wasn't going to make up a story about a Wendigo. Uh, it's not it's it's not like the same thing that like AJ does where AJ will read a story that follows a certain timeline of things that happen and he can put that timeline down and reword things put it in his own words or add portions to it but still keep it one cohesive story uh I'm not that good so <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe there will be more information on skinwalkers, uh, to where I can, instead of having to tell a story, unless you like the story, I can always tell another story, but instead of that, hopefully give more, what I really wanted to do is I really wanted to give almost first-hand survivor, uh, point of views, you know, like, mm-hmm. maybe there was an interview with this guy from Canada, and he ran into, you know, a Wendigo, and this is how it went down. You know, that sort of deal. It's like whenever you yeah. see a guy, you know, fakes a picture of Bigfoot, and he's on the news for the next week in his local town, and he just sits there and says, like, you know, I was out in my backyard, and blah, 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 blah. There it was, you know, that kind of thing. I want to do more of those. I like those a lot. I like hearing firsthand encounters. Yeah. Didn't really didn't really find much of that for this, but you know. Next week will be AJ. The week after that will be me, and I will be doing Skinwalkers. And hopefully I will have the entire series watched in the next two weeks and can put together some notes or ideas or talking points throughout the next two weeks that I can add in, talk about, maybe give you a would you rather about it or two, you know, that kind of deal. Make it more my own words instead of me reading a script of a story. I think I would like that better. So stick around for that. Hopefully that'll be hopefully that'll be good. Let me see. I think Wendigos, like I said earlier, are usually in the upper north parts of America and throughout specific areas of Canada. Now, how would you feel about moving to, let's see, where's a place that snows a lot? Michigan? Is there a lot of Montana. snow? Montana? How would you feel about moving to Montana, getting 100 acres out there, all woods, no neighbors, you know? But the dude that sold you the place said that he has seen Wendigos out there. Did you buy it? Uh, it depends on the price. Depends on the price. He's selling it for cheaper than he could be because no one else wants to buy it. Due then I'd probably buy it. Wendigo thing. Would you I'd risk it? Buy it? I probably would. I don't know if I'd risk it, man. There's certain cryptids out there that I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'd fuck that thing up. But there's also certain cryptids. Wendigos. By the way, can you look up Wendigo on Google and go to images and tell me if any of that looks pretty darn scary to you? Oh, fuck yeah. That shit's creepy as fuck. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of the creepypasta called The Rake? I have not. The Rake in my opinion, is very similar to the Wendigo. The rake will come up whenever looking about stories about the Wendigo sometimes because they're so similar looking. Um, Now, the Wendigo is usually toted as having white, yellow, or blue skin with long, 
skin arms. Sometimes they're super buff. I don't get that one. But usually thinner bodies, no lips. The rake is a creepypasta of a monster that is basically the same build as the Wendigo, but it is pure white and has super long, like almost Wolverine long claws coming out of its, uh, like nails. Like its nails are that long. Mm, the rate gives me chills, dude. <laughs> oh, did you look it up? Oh, yeah, this is giving me chills. Isn't it creepy? Yeah. Yeah, I, it fucking is. I feel like the rake is kind of just a buffed up Wendigo that someone decided to create one day. And they were like, yeah. how can I make this fucker even creepier? And I think they it's, did. Dude, it's the deer cam right there that is just like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, I think, how a lot of people will, will see sightings of the Wendigo. And like, you know, pasta the rakes is like deer cams. Because it's yeah. a lot of hunters that are mentioned in these stories due to them being on those secluded, lots of acreage, lots of forest. There's not a lot of people around. Perfect place for those things to hide from civilization. All yeah, right. This is fucking creepy. Second question for you. If that guy in Montana offered you 100 acres in a four-bed, three-bath, 2,300-square-foot home for, like, $400,000, and you could afford it, but whenever you go there, he hands you his laptop, and he's like, I cannot sell this to you without letting you know that I've seen weird shit around here. And he pulls up his uh, photos app, and he shows you seven trail cam photos in a single month. Of a rake. Seven in one month? In one month. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Hell no. I, <laughs> that's way too often. That's way too you often. Don't even, you don't even know how many are there. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that's the, the scary thing, is, like, there can always be more than one. Yeah. There can always be more than one. And uh, I'm not fucking with anything like that. I see that trail yeah. cam photo that you're talking about. It says, <laughs> one says 2010. Then there's another one with the deer. That one just looks stupid. Yeah, that one just looks fake. Yeah. The other one at least looks like someone got out there in a real suit. Uh, yeah. That or they're a really good artist and they like fucking... Put it together. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with that thing. I can tell you that I would not. I would not consider the Wendigo a creepypasta thing. The Rake is definitely the creepypasta version of the Wendigo. Uh, but I think the Wendigo, because it's based very, very solidly in Native American uh, mythology and traditions and blah blah blah. I would say it's more akin to a real thing than it is a creepypasta. How would you feel about doing creepypastas? Uh, depends, I guess. If it's stuff like Slenderman or mm -hmm. um, just something like that, then yeah, maybe, but fuck, I don't know. Now, I would only do specific ones if I were to do this, because have you heard about the story, and this is a real thing, this is a real thing that actually happened, you might know what I'm talking about, two girls around the age of 10 to 12 uh, made a new friend at school, and they invited her over, took her out into the woods, and stabbed her to death, over 50 stab wounds. Whenever the body was found, and the kids were found out to be the ones that did it, they said that they did it because Slenderman told him to. Bro, that's real. That's not a creepypasta. That's a real thing. Yeah. That's a real the thing survived. that happened. Oh, she survived? She fucking survived. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I, I heard about it so long ago, but it just reminded me, like, what if... Because, you know, Slenderman is obviously a creepypasta, but there are s probably multiple real occasions of stuff like that happening. 
Yeah, it's fucking insane. So, that might make for a good episode one time. We can dive into almost a true crime podcast and creepypasta <laughs> broadcast and mythology podcast. Yeah, we'll rename it to the uh, the Creepcast or something like that for those days. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. I have a question. Yes. If Wendigos are people turned practically zombies... Mm-hmm. Why in all these pictures do they have fucking antlers and shit? Oh, wait, what? Did I not? Hold on. I might have missed it. No, because I swear I had a portion in here that had like a long description of general attributes from Wendigos. There's no way that I skipped over it. I don't think you did, but I'm still wondering why. Why do they have that shit? No, I definitely did. Um, I definitely did skip over a little bit. Now the paragraph <laughs> that I missed says, "All descriptions of the creature vary slightly. However, the Wendigo is generally said to have glowing eyes, long fangs, claws, overly long tongues." Sometimes they are described as having sallow, yellowish skin, and other times they're covered with matted hair. The creature is said to have several skills and powers, including stealth, is a near-perfect hunter, and knows how to use every inch of its territory, and can even control the weather through dark magic. They're also portrayed as simultaneously gluttonous and emaciated from starvation. So, never-ending hunger, but also, like see the ribs poking through their skins kind of deal. Okay. Where did the common modern interpretation of the Wendigo being bestial, furry, and having antlers come from? Filmmaker Larry Fezzedin was the reason it became a big thing. He claims a teacher in school originally told him a Wendigo-like story about a deer monster, which he combined in the head of the Wendigo uh, from scary stories to tell in the dark. So it's technically not supposed to have antlers? Um, I guess not. Here, this like one's nice. Depiction is. It says, actual description of the Wendigo, it's not that stupid-ass moosehead creatures. Um, <laughs> so, in OG... Okay, so I saw this when I was researching, and I didn't put it in because I don't know how to pronounce this, and it's very hard, um, but Basil, Basil, B-A-S-I-L, um, basically he is a teacher from a Native American tribe in Ontario, gave a description, and it says, the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation, its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. Its complexion, its complexion is the ash gray of death, and its eyes push back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked gaunt, like a skeleton. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean, suffering from cravings of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay, of death and corruption. I'm looking at a uh, Until Dawn Wendigo, mm -hmm. and what you, everything you described is exactly how they look like. Exactly. I'm reading here, and it says, The deer skull was added because Stephen King views aspects of the Wendigo and the Leshy, so people think Stephen King's Wendigo is the real Wendigo. However, it hurts both the original mythos. So basically, everyone seems to say that the deer head was added later on whenever the Wendigos got popular in books and movie culture due to kind of big people in those areas deciding to change it up, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Because honestly, they just look like skinny-ass zombies. Yeah, but they have like, they're, they're very strong and like super close. Oh, yeah. And... They're Ass. not stupid. They're apparently perfect hunters, and yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying they honestly just look like, uh, let's say 
a skinny sharp tooth zombie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But they are cuz you know I I I guess I didn't include anything about the antlers probably for good reason being that in the original and actual place where it comes from they don't have antlers. They're like humans that were basically transformed and they yeah, don't have that's... antlers. That's why I was so confused on like why all like all of these depictions had antlers mm-hmm. except for a few, mm-hmm. but makes sense. Guess that happens when someone can uh, overshadow an entire culture like that with a movie. Yeah, pretty stupid, but I'm glad that you at least get the picture. I would not want to meet one of these things. Oh fuck no. Very similar to the rake. I was going to say, I was actually literally just about to say that the original and actual dis- uh, depiction of the Wendigo is very similar to the rake. So much so, I want to say that the rake is probably 90% based off the Wendigo. What the fuck? I'm still going through these pictures and I clicked on one. And apparently there's a Wendigo Colossus in Fallout 76. Really? So it says... I gotta download that game. I don't know, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I have it. I meant to get a refund, but uh, they denied me a refund. Apparently, there was a recent sighting of the Wendigo in Indiana. Hmm. Wendigo. At least there are no sightings close to us. True. Wendigo sightings near Pikes Peak, Colorado. I've been there. Now let me tell you, that is quite possible due to the fact that Pikes Peak is covered in snow. I don't know if anyone would go hunting up there, but you could probably believe that a couple idiots would, uh, camping and mountain climbing without having proper supplies, proper knowledge. And wouldn't it surprise me if someone, uh, froze to death up there and had to eat their friends to survive. Okay, Caleb, I was curious on if there were any sightings of anything in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Apparently, so I don't know when this was cited. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! What it was posted? This was sorry. This uh site or whatever published this on March tenth, twenty twenty two. Cool. <laughs> but it says the creature was supposedly cited in nineteen seventy two. Cool. <laughs> what was what was it though? Uh, Momo the Missouri Monster. Uh, what? A Bigfoot-like creature. Oh, so Bigfoot. We had a Bigfoot sighting in Missouri. Uh, Pretty much. 50 years ago. Yeah. Cool. You know, there's there's a game where you, like, one one friend played Bigfoot, and, like, four friends could, like, hunt Bigfoot, and there's, like, a multiplayer mode where, like, Bigfoot is an AI, and you hunt Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. I've seen videos on that. They're funny as shit. Yeah, I kind of want to play it. <laughs> you have, like, trail cams and, like, you know, like, deer meat and shit to, like, bait it. Ugh. Gosh. Maybe I need to watch every single season of uh, Finding Bigfoot on Discovery Channel or whatever. Fucking Animal Planet, whatever it's on. <laughs> Ugh. But, anyways, do you have anything else, AJ? Uh, no, I don't think so. Cool. Um, I will let you know that I am going to be definitely watching an episode of Skinwalker Ranch tonight uh, while I make dinner and eat. And uh, I'll let you know how it goes. And I will probably be talking a lot about that documentary, which would be cool because you'll know some of it, but then I can also tell you stuff that is new that you haven't heard yet. Yeah. Um. So that'll be fun. I would one day love to just research a lot about a specific monster, and then without a script, without anything except for like footnotes about like descriptions, sightings, you know that kind of stuff. Just get on you and me, and we talk about it. Now, and what I mean by talk about it is okay, you know. Today we're going to be talking about the Jersey Devil. Have you heard about the Jersey Devil? And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, or oh, no. And they'd be like, all right, 
look up the photos of it and keep the photos of it up and let's just talk about it. What do you think about what it looks like? What do you think about where it's at? You know, stuff like that, like Mothman. Everyone knows Mothman. I feel like we could talk probably a pretty penny about Mothman, you know? I don't know. Don't <laughs> I didn't so? even know about it until I started listening to uh, And That's Why We Drink. Wait, you really had never heard of Mothman before? No. Oh my gosh. What the? I mean, I guess I was like always really in to like this kind of stuff. But dude, you once told me that you and Allie would sit there and watch videos that are like 10 creepy ghost stories <laughs> caught on camera and that kind of stuff. I figured you would come across it at least once. No, and the, those had like no cryptids at all. Oh my gosh. I loved I loved the cryptid stuff. I also loved the ghost stuff. So I don't know. Maybe we'll have hey, maybe we'll get together one day when we have webcams and we'll uh <laughs> that'll be what we record. We'll put a video <laughs> in like the bottom half of the screen and then it's our two cameras at the top and we watch these videos. Talk about them. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be pretty cool actually. I say we do it one day. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm down. Awesome. Alright, guys. So subscribe to our Patreon that we haven't made so we can buy webcams. Do that. (laughs) Okay, well, do you have anything else, AJ? I do not. In that case, I'd like to thank you for being here with me today, and I'd like to thank you for listening to my story. I hope you enjoyed and appreciated it, and I hope everyone listening enjoys and appreciates it. It's a uh, different episode today. So, hopefully, hopefully it, uh, man, I cannot think. Hopefully it intrigues some people, and you guys, you guys enjoyed it and want to hear more, because cryptids is something that I think is universally, uh, enjoyed due to the fact that cryptids are supposedly things that exist, but are either so rare or so good at hiding that it is impossible to prove their existence. And I think that's always fun to think upon. What if this was actually out there? No, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. Come on. <laughs> actually, wait a second. Before I go. Before I go. Before you go, you got to plug our shit. No. Ah, oh, gosh, no. It's it's in Oklahoma. No. What? I thought it was in Missouri. Uh, Oklahoma's cryptid is an octopus. What? Yeah. How? I don't know. Um, United States cryptid map. I swear, there was a map that showed every state's cryptid, and it showed that Missouri was the fucking octopus. What is this? 23... Uh, so apparently there's a Bigfoot named Nobby somewhere. Um, we have some type of wolf thing. There's the Oklahoma octopus. Yeah, I guess I was wrong about that. Um, gosh, man, I guess Missouri doesn't have a real big one. Ooh, there's something called the Ozark Howler. That could be fun to talk about. Mm, yeah, it would be pretty cool. Because we live, like... Very close. near in the Ozarks. Yes. I take a 20-minute drive and I'm in the Ozarks. Yeah, mine's a bit longer, but close. Yeah, it's mostly just the roads, because the roads are twisted. I have a straight shot. Anyways, oh, here's one. What the fuck is that? What is that supposed to be? Cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyways, next episode of mine will still be about the Skinwalker, uh, but after that, who knows? Because I don't. I don't have things planned that far ahead. Yeah, Anyways. I don't even have next week planned. You don't have next week planned? Not yet. That's okay. You have a week to do it, so. <laughs> uh, but anyways, guys, thank you for listening today. Uh, I know my episodes are very convoluted and all over the place. Sorry, I am uh, can't say that word. I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. And AJ just got my joke. <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going to say. Don't tell <laughs> We'll get canceled. Uh, anyways. I don't go know check out our Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go check out our Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check out our poorly ran Instagram. Poorly ran Twitter, uh, too. Go download Discord for free and join our Discord server for free. That's funny. We've never actually mentioned that Discord is a free app that anyone yeah. can download. Hint, hint. Hint. <laughs> so, I think that's it. No? Yeah. Basically, uh, Linktree. I'm going to put the Linktree in the description of this episode. Click on it. Uh, find the things that you use. Click on those. And then click subscribe, follow, whatever it ends up being. Uh, join our Discord. Uh, we have a lot of shit in the Discord set up already, and we want to make it bigger. However, uh, we're not going full out on Discord until we start to get some people in. We'd like to see some people in that Discord talking, being at least fairly active, uh, showing that we can at least make a following on the Discord that people can get together and talk about these sort of things. And I'm hoping that branching out and doing different mythologies uh, and cryptids will help a lot with that. So everyone has... Uh, big shared interest, or at least someone could talk about someone with someone, you know. But join right. Discord. Whenever we start to get some people in that Discord, I'm going to start to be getting bots in there. You know, we talked about the level thing. We're going to start doing this and that and blah, blah, blah. There's a couple things I have in store, but I'd like to see some people in there. So come on, guys, join our Discord. And I think that's it. Quick question. Are you switching over to cryptids for good? Because I don't know how many cryptids there are. No. I will not. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, there are a couple really good ones. Um, one of the cool things that we could do is if I knew how to make TikTok videos, uh, we could use, you know, from Until Dawn. They have perfect depictions of Wendigos. You could post that. You know, hey, we talk about these, you know, blah, 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 on our, on our podcast, blah, 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 you know, that sort of thing. Um, but I think one thing that I want to start doing is kind of promoting our episodes on Twitter by using screenshots of the things that we're talking about with a link to that episode. Yeah. Uh, but no, it will not be cryptids forever. There's definitely, in my opinion, not, a, you know, not enough to do it forever yeah we done i think so all right in that case i'm aj i'm caleb and see you guys <laughs> next week <laughs>